Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Ford and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thanks to Mucinex, I'm here with Dr. Drew in This Life. Gather around. Gather around the iPad. (laughs) I can't even think. I'm on all kinds of medicines. Don't even say that around me, Bob. It makes me nervous. But uh, (laughs) remind everybody, a little bit of business, get out of the way. Uh, Don't forget our Hydrolyte friends. Click through the banner at drdrew.com. Use that code drdrew18. You get 30% off. That, of course, is a hydration product that I cannot speak highly enough of. And our friend. If I use Hydrolyte, it would help you right now. It would help you. Susan will get some right over there. I'm going to have you use some, okay? It won't make more snot? No, it doesn't work like that. Okay. No, you want to keep volume I have all please. kinds of scientific things volume that make no please. sense. Um, also, our, our friend at Tox Protect, the Genotox, it's a cheek swab, so you can check the DNA and compare it against the urine toxicology, so you know you're getting that person's urine. And our friends at True Niagen, which is a product that... How great uh, of a thing is that? An AD product that I take myself, so there you You know what? If that ex- if that product existed when Tom Sizemore was going through pro- parole, he'd be in prison for life. Because he was the, given somebody else's urine the with the protect. Wizenator. Yeah. Yeah. Legendary thing. We'll tell people what that was. <laughs> Do you remember that I wrote <laughs> yes, this book? Okay. No, that's All right, that's so, what made me think of it. That means, the woman who brought you the Wizenator biography. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Anna David is our guest. She's New York Times bestselling author. She has written... Um, Many books about sex and relationships and recovery. She currently runs Light Hustler, a company that offers writing and performing workshops, ghostwriting services, and accountability group. Yeah, we got that. And a podcast, a Light Hustler podcast, which you have been on and Bob has not. But it will happen. And uh, Anna speaks all over the place. You can follow her at AnnaDavid.com or at AnnaDavid, two N's in Anna. Anna B. David. Oh, I didn't see that. Mm -hmm. That's confusing. And, and the website, though, is Anna David. Yes, okay. it is confusing. Yeah, that BD, my eye doesn't pick up the two together. It's weird. Look at what's coming in, Drew. You're Valhalla. My coffee. I'm fantastic. Oh I'm so excited. God. But let's, let's do a little Don't talk. help her, Drew. Let's, I'm doing a show here. <laughs> I, I'm doing a little – let's do a little uh, size war for a minute, shall we? Oh, yeah. So, so, so having you, every time I see you, That's I all think, you think of, of our buddy. Yeah, same and, with you. And – you know, I never got to see the Wizenator, but I heard all about so it. So you buy a fake penis that has a bladder on it that you can use. And he got away with it for here. two years, correct? Uh, yes. And the crazy and thing. And they sell them. They sell the, They sell skin tones. You match your own skin tone. I know. But, right I, but, it, but, yeah. I, but I don't think it's for what Tom used yes, it for, yes, is it? Uh, yes. Oh, you thought it was a sex thing? No. Well, no, yeah, you never know with him. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it has, it has a bladder. What if a dual purpose? No, no, it has a bladder, so urine comes out of it. 
But you put didn't he in. invent it? No, 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 no. no, no. It's been around for well, a while. Well, see, I'm so swayed by Tom. I'm so codependent with Tom. Yeah, me too. It's crazy. I, you want to know who's not he asked made. to have it made. <laughs> no, it, 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 he purchased it. You, I think online. you can get it online. You can, yeah. Um, and do parole officers know about the Wizenator now? Thanks to Tom Sizemore, they do. <laughs> yeah. He brought some great publicity to that device. So, Drew. You know, put it in Drew like digestible what, thing what for the audience. It's a, the it's Wizenator a, that Tom did. He got away with it. It's a fake penis that you can match your own skin tone to online, and it has a urethra that emits urine and a bladder. Oh my God. And a, so, if somebody needs to observe urine, you can get by an observed urine, and you put somebody else's urine in the bladder attached to it, and that's how people get. I'm gonna, I'm and gonna, you wrote this man's biography. And I'm going to be honest. At your birthday party, Drew, I saw him across the room and I ran. Was he at my birthday party? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Why didn't I see him? You didn't see a lot. You were on stage for five hours. Was Sizemore at a birthday party? Oh, Tom Arnold was there. No, Sizemore, Sizemore was, was there. That. They are not the same person. <laughs> yes. You sure you weren't? I'm a thousand percent sure because it. he crashed. I didn't so invite there. him. So he was there. You're kidding. You know, there was little weird that must pockets have been a at the birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was Anderson a crash. and Mike, Psycho Mike, yeah. all stayed in that back corner. No, I, they know. I wish I'd seen him. All, all your groups of friends look? were in different parts. Yeah. How'd he look? Um, he always looks the same. It, no, Sizemore. Yeah. You're kidding I me. Wouldn't you saw Sizemore. The same. Did you talk to him? No. I saw him. How weird. Yeah. I didn't even see it. Well, I was a little busy. But I follow yeah. him on uh, Facebook. Oh, I'm going to have um, to call him. And, uh, or find out how to get in trouble. I was having all kinds of codependent moments. Jason Patrick looks a little bit like... Jason Patrick? Yeah, he was there. Okay, that guy I haven't seen. Not that I know him since he, the he 80s. was actually on stage with me. He was okay. I got it was there were so many amazing people there that I got distracted. You don't at know. Time. It went on <laughs> for five hours. Yeah. People a, came and I went. I know. The food I know. was great. I was eating. Good. You have a good time. Um, I had an that's, amazing that's time. Of important. course, that's all is important. Um, this is what I'm going to say about Tom Sizemore and that book is that <laughs> that, uh, that book. <laughs> well, it, it was is difficult. Called, she when you interviewed me, you say I don't even know what the truth is. Can you help me well, out with some of the truth? That's that's Tom in uh, yeah. a nutshell. That's what's great about him. It's not great when you are his biographer. <laughs> I will tell you that. And most of the people in his life that could corroborate everything were on, not on speaking terms with him. Oh. So I basically was like making amends on his behalf in oh. order to get people to talk to me because I because everything's a half truth. I it, I think it's like even worse than that. I think it's a riddle wrapped inside a half truth. Right? I think you're right. For one thing, he always says I was his drug dealer. No, I kind of knew him at the Viper Room. I, n- I never really. Oh, I heard an elaborate story yeah, about yeah, you selling where I was drugs. selling drugs to him for years, according right? to him. I've not known you to be a big. I don't. I, I can't hold on to drugs yeah, very fast them. enough to sell them. Did yeah. you sell them, or you just said, "Here, you want some?" I gave them some. Yeah. yeah, it was back in the day when I had a lot. Is that considered being a dealer if you just give somebody drugs? It's not exactly. I don't think so. Not not, not the dictionary dealer. definition, yeah. anyway. But, but and it was only you got to understand the Viper Room. The glory days of the Viper Room only lasted like five months because then River died in October of '93. It opened in summer of '93. River Phoenix. So that that part of Tom, what he's talking about, is just a couple months where everybody had drugs and everybody's doing drugs and and, whatever. And everybody was loaded. So who the hell knows what the hell the truth is? (laughs) But I I wish I got some money somehow. I was kind of homeless. But but I I get the feeling. (laughs) But you and I love. Tom Sizemore. I love him. I get the feeling Anna doesn't share No, she our love. does not care I'll, for I'll him. I'll tell you two things. <laughs> 
the book, I titled the book by some miracle. I made it out of there alive because that described my experience doing the book. It wasn't wasn't Tom's biography. It wasn't Tom's experience. Everybody that I was talking to the whole time is like, it's too bad you can't write the book of writing what that book is like. Because I would show up and he'd be like, sweaty and like prostitutes running outside and he'd be like we I, I was working out i'm like i don't care what you were doing um and then and then the other thing and this is this is true and drew you will appreciate this because I, it is ptsd related Uh-oh. for six months afterwards i couldn't walk i got sciatica so badly oh, and i know yeah. it was from yeah. the emotional Stress abuse related. well i took emotional abuse constantly yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. i can't repeat the things he would say to me right well, he <laughs> see, but Drew's going to defend him right now. Yeah, and actually, we don't want to go down. This could just be the Tom Sizemore no, 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 is no, no, defended no. by Bob and Drew episode. We want <laughs> me to be able to walk out of here, so we can't do you that. You have to have a a, a, a sense of humor. About <laughs> he, this you do. He's like Trump almost. Yeah, you he, just have to like he, take he, it but as he would, it he's goes. Scared, he's scared us. Remember when he scared us? Well, he, he's. I knew to be scared. You didn't know oh, to be no. scared, and I, I was, informed you to I be was scared. scared. Drew was walking up to his house one day, and I go, I wouldn't walk right up to the windows, because <laughs> he might shoot you. Yeah. And Drew was like, holy shit, yeah, right? Yeah. So we were backing <laughs> against the, he's got that, that hedge there down below. We were against the hedge. But but I think that, I think that was after we had an encounter with him, though. Yeah, we had, that was We'd a been month in, later. We'd been in his bedroom. And he'd we'd, come we'd, out to talk to us, and he'd go back gun. in. And we followed him back into his bathroom, and he started bellowing in there. <laughs> and, and, so, and that's when we both backed okay. out slowly. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing ever. You don't... He I just, hope he doesn't own any guns. He enriches okay, your he life. definitely he does. He enriches your life. I love Tom. I just so, can't believe he's still alive. I think Tom is getting a little worried about his age, though. I noticed on his Facebook post a lot of birthday talk. Birthday stuff? I can't believe stuff? he was at yeah. your birthday, too. And I, I can't believe that either. But then there were like 200 people there, so... Sorry, Miss Tom. Sorry, Miss Jim. I would love to see you. I but, know. Oh, I know. Let's pretend Tom's not listening to this. He's not going to listen to this. He doesn't listen to well, anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you know Tom out there, just yeah. let him know. Just love we, him. And we'd love to have him hopefully. back on the podcast, too, and catch up. Well, we do really things. genuinely love and care about him. And, I do. And, and, and he burned Anna out, and I'm sorry that that happened. And yeah, I'm sorry well. I had PTSD. But, um, no but every boss stuff going on over incredible. There. What's no, that? No Me Too <laughs> stuff over there, too. More Me Too stuff than I can even describe. How about the fact that... Any book I would she goes, that would be any book, Drew, any yeah. book she goes writes, yeah. any person she helps with their biography is going to be a breeze. It's going to be a joy. Yeah, think how easy. Oh, think I, of how great I that is. I met with Cameron Diaz to do her book right oh, afterwards. She's she didn't the pick. She didn't pick me. She's but like, oh, I'm just like, ah, oh. no. It's I. I've worked for a, a lot of alcoholics, yeah. um, and. Um, I, I don't know. I don't want to get like controversial right away, but like the Me Too stuff was nothing compared to the emotional abuse. And Tom threw phones at me, and you know, really oh, yeah. scary stuff. Yeah. I get it. You know, nobody's discounting that. It's just he's he's the last of a certain thing, and I, you know, <laughs> last it, of a certain thing, a certain type of person <laughs> that I think is it's is so, it's so magical as an actor. I'm sure you saw that. All that underneath stuff is all and that he's. Brilliant. Yeah. I mean, the gift Super of the gap it was. Super brilliant. Right. It is really something else. He um, he started having memory. <laughs> he can almost no more Tom. We're yeah, gonna no more Tom. He can yeah, almost convince we, you of the lie he's involving before. you no in is real. <laughs> right. No more Tom. You're like I did deal you drugs. And what do you want to talk about? 
Party um, girl? Well, okay. This is what I want to talk yeah. about. And that's very kind of you to even ask. Yeah. So, so I will say, so Party Girl was the very first book I wrote. It's the only book I wrote that I actually think is good. Um, that And that's – it's true. Because it's your book. Because it's my book. Right. And because I wasn't – I didn't have – and you might relate to this, like having many books. I didn't have all the Amazon reviews and is the New yeah, York Times going to yeah. review it in my head. It yeah. was just this pure experience. Yeah, yeah. And I And I channeled something. And then and then I really wanted it to be made into an audiobook and I really wanted it to be a movie. You just recently got movie rights. Yeah. It did. It did. So the movie rights were optioned several times, right. but but this is like a real time. It's a Scorsese producer. Wow. And, and it looks very real. And and so the audiobook, um, HarperCollins never sold the rights. My agent got them back. Mm. And then I used Emily Morris's studio. She was going out of town. She's nice. like, use my studio, use my engineer. I spent three days recording it. Did you do an audiobook for your book? No, no, I haven't. Okay, well, let's tell. Have you, you didn't, did you? I, well, we just, he just did, did the opiate. We thing. just did an audio read for the How long did series. that take? Two days? Nate, Nate three days? Seven hours, something like that. Seven but hours I, but, but, straight but, through? But two sessions. Yeah. But, but my uh, book cracked. I had to, I was in a, Real audio, you know, real setting for that with a real producer on me. That's with, the book you did with Todd Gold, right? Yes, yes, love that book. Yeah, that's you did an audio book back then. Mm-hmm. That was so long ago. Mm-hmm. So cutting edge. So yeah, honest. but it came out on cassette. <laughs> was it really a cassette? I, I, probably. I don't know, CD. <laughs> but so it certainly so, wasn't on the interweb. Yeah, the interweb. <laughs> no Audible. Al Gore hadn't invented the interweb. <laughs> but. So the, the thing that was really nice about this is that I really wanted this dream to come true and the dream came true because I took control of it mm-hmm. and I recorded it and my friend did the cover and then and then it came out and that just it makes me really happy and, the, and then those movie rights sold right at the same time. But you read it? I it's, read it. See, I, I've just never wanted to do that. I wanted somebody else to read it. I get that. Like I get that. Johnny Depp. I want Johnny Ooh, Depp to read yeah. it. Let's make that happen. Right. I did. A, I did hard an to intro get a to. Um, so he's a little isolated. <laughs> I, I, I did a, yeah. a, a Doug Stanhope, who I'm now friendly with. I, you I, love him. I, I love remember Doug Stanhope. this. And, and we were. He was. He, did, he didn't love you. He didn't love me to begin right. with. And, and uh, we made friends. And about a couple of years ago, I got a call from him. Like, I want you to write the forward to my book, his book. And I thought I was being punked. I literally thought that somebody's pulling this off. I mean, I, my first reaction was. What about your friend Depp? Don't you want him to read it? Get Johnny Depp to read it for you. Yeah, because he's very close with Johnny Depp, and uh, no, he couldn't. His same same reaction you had, which yeah, I can't, can't like, quite get him. Mike, going to yeah, it's hard to get. But I just felt like, you know, because when I when I, I you know the guy that was on Star Trek, the older guy, Forrest the really K. sophisticated guy, Leonard Nimoy. No, the new one. The, oh, the, 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 captain, the captain. Yeah, the captain guy. Yeah. He he does a lot of books. I just yeah. like listening to him read a book. Read Bob Forrest's story. <laughs> like somebody like that. Most like, and then I took drugs and then I was off. The, yeah. Most people do not read their own books. <laughs> and in fact, these audio authors have huge fan bases where if you get a popular audio book author, then you can attract their fans too. It's oh, a whole thing. There's so many that. weird little things like that. Okay, so so I thought that her book, Party Girl, which I'm holding it up now, uh, was a great book. It really was. Let a, me see the cover. It, it, it reminded me of my, the way I wrote too about these experiences. That she, you're in it, and you're in it the way she was in it when she's writing about it. And the same thing in recovery. The recovery is real, and uh, that process is real. And well, it's hard. It, and I that. and I really the re, the reason I stand behind it to this day is that's a way to get people to understand these things. 
have them narratives and, and ex- firsthand experiences and, and na- whole, narr- narrative stories. Well, the best know. part of the recovery thing is I'm still alive. Yep. Well, but after he, all of here this. was my thing: is I was a huge fan of recovery memoirs and permanent. Which me- ones? Well, permanent, permanent midnight. But is Jerry, Jerry, but most of them are Jerry war- invented it. But most of them are, they're, they're war stories usually. But the thing is, I always no, but it's so identifiable for- when a junkie's really being honest. Yeah. I remember no, being human. high, living in my car, reading Mid- Permanent Midnight, and thinking, oh, my God, I meet at the same McDonald's to meet the dope man. Right. You know what I mean? It's so – you ever next, read Permanent and, Midnight? And his next thought was, how cool. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. So right. Cool. Totally how cool. It's not the intent of Anna's book. <laughs> you to feel cool about <laughs> No. Yourself. No. But I will say, except for Permanent Midnight, all the recovery memoirs I read, they got so boring when the person got sober. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. And, That's what I'm talking about. And so I felt so surprised by recovery being so different than I expected it to be. I wanted the recovery part to be the fun part. Yeah. So I specifically did a novel and not a memoir against my agent's advice. And I think in retrospect, it would have done a lot better really? as a memoir. Yes. I just read it as a memoir. It, I know. HarperCollins invented I, a new genre. They yeah. called it reality fiction. Didn't a million but, little pieces blow that whole thing yeah, up? Yeah, mine right? sold the week that that scandal happened. And uh. he's a friend of mine. He wrote the intro to one of my books. Wow. That is a real book. When I read his book, because that was – remember, we had to have a group at Los Encinas because all the clients were so disillusioned. We watched the Oprah interview, yeah. and I remember walking out in the nurse station going, well, Jesus, crucifying him. Yeah. This is awful. Why did he sign up for this? Yeah. He should have just said, "Listen, people thought I'd make you know people would read it more if it was thought of as a as a biography as a memoir." But you right? know how scandals go. It, I mean, it was just this. The way she he describes him. the way she, he describes Hazelden, only somebody who had been there and felt those feelings could have written that. And. I, you don't even have to have pliers to pull your teeth out. I've just wiggled my teeth out with my fingers. That whole thing that that's a lie, I don't know if it's a lie, but I know that our teeth just fall out. Yeah. That part was a lie. I'm sure he saw but, a girlfriend have her tooth fall out. But, uh, you know, it's really hard to predict what is going to be a scandal. and what. It, have you ever read Have You No Shame, the John Ronson book? No. You would love it as someone who has been unfairly shamed. Yeah. I, I require you to read this book. Okay. Well, um, order it right I, now. I swim in shame. What's wrong with shame? <laughs> but, but, you know, that Twitter outrage that just has nothing to do with, you know, where you can just stumble into something. You're one tweet away from your career being destroyed because self-righteous. Um, I mean, I think I, I'm very, very liberal. But I think that liberals can jump on top oh, yeah, of each other people. for um, when, when that's – we're not the enemy. We're, we're not one another's enemies. Joe, Joe Ronson. John Ronson. He's John brilliant. Ronson. Oh, you should have him on the podcast. Okay, I'm coming. He's, he's got this great accent. It's only he's... in a Kindle. No. No, i got to be able to do I listen to it. You should listen to it because right after listening to it. Party Girl, Bob, you should listen to right. – You should listen to – So you've been publicly shamed. So since the using is depressing, can I just fast forward to that exciting recovery part? Yes, you can. Well, the truth is I had gotten sober and I got a job wait, at wait, Premier wait. Magazine. Is yes? it So You've Been Publicly Shamed or Have You No Shame? Sorry, it's called So You've Been Publicly okay, Shamed. Okay, okay. Um, and there's another book called Have You No Shame? Yes. That's not by him though. No. Um, and he has a bunch of other books. He has a book called The Psychopath Test, which uh, 
Tom Sizemore could pass. And um, he has a bunch of other books. And he has a podcast that's great. We're not plugging John Ronson, though. So let me. But let's get back to the fact that sobriety is always portrayed as boring. It's always the yeah. last two chapters of a book, whether yeah. it's the guys in Guns N' Roses or, you know, Iggy Pop or all the biographies of all the drug addicts, which have, there are thousands. They always. The sobriety is just so hard to write about. Yeah, to me, sobriety is so much more interesting than addiction. Addiction was so boring and wrote. And my story isn't even that intense. I just did cocaine. I didn't shoot it. I didn't do hair. I did heroin once and took nude pictures. Doesn't matter. I didn't shoot it. And um, are the nude pictures in the book. The nude pictures are not in the book. I would maybe sell a few more copies if there were. But it, the book does open with a menage a trois, which really was based in reality. Sorry, That's mom. It happened pitch. at my mom's house. Uh, yeah, mom's mom's house. Yeah, it was That's... a wedding at mom's house, and maybe a my stepdad. Oh, and yeah, and it is the opening chapter. I forgot chapter, about that part. You know. I forgot about that. Yeah, part. Drew blocked that part out. <laughs> two women or two men? Two men, which is the wrong way to do it. That's not the way to do it. I can tell you that right now. That's yeah. the wrong way. You yeah. just made a mistake. I, I, I know. I, I have a line in Party Girl where you're supposed to do a menage with one of the members of the Red Hot Chili Peppers and your hottest friend. You are not supposed to do it with like Hold two on. nerdy grooms. How's Facebook react? <laughs> Any questions on Facebook? Any questions, Susan? Nobody. Okay. Cri- right. Crickets. I was not. <laughs> but I was, it hasn't hit yet. We're in a little bit okay. delay. Rock and roll is not what people think it is. The one time I was ever involved in something that was in college, and it really didn't actuate out the way that it's supposed to. No, it never. That I whole thing is a myth from Penthouse Letters. I think right? it and I think it and sex on a plane are like the two, or, or in a bathroom. I, I've never done that, but I just feel like those are the things that are like supposed to be so titillating and exciting, and in fact, they're not. Don't you think it's mythology invented in the letters of Playboy magazine and Penthouse Letters, Drew? In our childhood, in the well, 70s, I think a lot in of, the seventies yeah, is lot, where it comes I know, from. A lot of stuff was born out of that, which was Call, healthier sexuality than they're getting today. I don't think they're even really? having sex today. No, but I mean, I think they're not culture. having sex today. There, I just saw the cover of um, it might be Time Magazine this week. It says exactly that. It's crazy. I know. Well, they whatever the next generation is has to do something against what the previous generation did. Right. And we were sort of seen as excessively preoccupied with this stuff and excessively indulgent in it and exploitative of one another. And they're not that far off. They're not that far off. They, there's a middle ground to be had. We were celebrating some renewed, you know, unleashing that came out of the biological. We had antibiotics and oral contraceptives for the first time in human history. And that unleashed the possibility of sexuality without biological consequences. But and millennials it, don't have sex as much. I'm telling correct. you. Correct. Okay, the, and you're saying why, why is that? I, because some of it is a reaction to the previous generation. There's always I think they don't care about anything, including some of that. It, some of it is they they don't. They didn't develop relationships during adolescence and young adulthood. They don't have the normal forming and breaking in high school and even right. in college. They just hang out. They don't. They don't date. They don't form relationships very often. And they hid out in pornography, and we don't know what that did to them. We have no idea what the consequences. Yeah, of that, that, would be. that that's a component to it. Yeah. So I've been running rehabs most of my adult life, right? right. Twenty five years now. Your main focus in the late 90s and early 2000s is got to make sure they don't do that tonight. I, Talking I'll, to the nighttime techs. They're going to do it. Well, they're going to try. At, look at have You just have multiple yeah. things of that every night, especially on the weekend. You, yeah. On Monday, you'd come in like four incident reports of patients having yes, sex. Yes. We had a client get pregnant in our treatment oh, center dude. by 
A check? A stack. No, somebody you know very well. Oh, oh no. God. So, <laughs> Don't even talk about it. it. Yeah. Don't even talk I, about I it. I know someone who so, had sex with him in rehab who's been on your podcast. Let's okay. Really okay. So, let, so, uh, she, she, so talks that, she she was not in rehab. She was in a hospital and she talks about it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So listen to this. So nowadays, Never. Never happened. But that, don't you think that's opiates? Rehab. Because everybody was going in for like coke and these crazy things. I don't know. I, that, we, we treated pl- plenty of heroin addicts. But Who? when opiates are taken out of you and you're free of opiates, it usually explodes. Your sex drive. But the, but millennials just they don't they either don't break rules, which mm-hmm. is something they don't they don't care enough to break rules. Oh my god, it's weird. Yeah. But the sex thing, I just realized when we're talking about it, it just doesn't happen in rehab that much anymore. That's amazing. Because that used to be a major problem. Yeah. It'll sometimes happen between a... Do you think it's because you're using so much, so much psychotropic meds? Maybe. And things like maybe. that. Yeah, those are, you know, not yeah. good oh, for... Look at, oh, and that's the hand signal for you at they're home? Not good, they're not good for that. <laughs> yeah. No, all those meds you use for withdrawal or mood or everything Is Seroquel the, and Neurontin Depakote? Those are the primary. Well, not Depakote, but Seroquel will suppress it. But Neurontin doesn't, right? Neurontin doesn't, but Seroquel will. And, uh, you know, Suboxone for sure will. And, you know... Right. Um, speaking of the previous... Suboxone actual uh, drug studies say it doesn't, but I believe it does. Of course it doesn't. Right. right. And what? Um, the, speaking of previous podcast guests, Darren Prince. Yes. What a doll. You've gotten in with him. Yes. Is that good? Yeah, because yeah. we did his book. Did you know that? I published oh, I his book. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Why didn't he tell me that? I don't know. I accidentally have three copies now because I, when he's, he was on, I wanted to read it. I bought it on Amazon. Then you gave me your copy, and then he gave me a copy. Now I got three well, copies. Well, I was going to, I want to go out on the road with him a little bit and let him tell his war story and the recovery, and then I'll sort of talk about addiction around his story. Oh, uh, see, he's okay. Good, he's a good speaker about recovery. About I, I know. You weren't at his party. The, the I was the one in New York. So here's what happened. You he's, went to the one here in LA, didn't you? You didn't. Oh, no, no I didn't. He you know did. what? Let's you were do there. This. Let's do there. this really quick before we get into Darren Prince. Let's take a little break. I'm going to have Anna share this on her Facebook. Yeah. Uh, because this is live. So you can go to Dr. Drew and you can share it on your Facebook. Go to Dr. You know, Dr. Drew Facebook. Yeah. You say and we're talking it. about menage a trois and, and all kinds it. of stuff. Share it on your Facebook Live. Cause well, does anybody have any questions for Facebook? Not yet. Is Bert, is Bert still watching? No. Oh. Bert left. It's always hard because howdy doody. <laughs> Wait, Susan, do I go to Drew's page? Doctor Drew, it? yeah, just okay. not, Dr. Drew. not the one, not the my public one though. Yeah, yeah. So got a Doctor Drew, the public one, not the other one. Because we follow, we follow each other on the because we're private very one. close. Um, Twenty six watching. We've got some people. I know, but we can get more if you post oh, yeah. it on your your Facebook Live. Okay. okay. If the three of us went here. to Vaughn's, we'd have twenty six people watching. Come on, people. You know what? Why am I not a bigger draw? That now I'm going to get sad. Well, because uh, we just so you did pay a podcast. Attention to stuff that doesn't and matter. Sometimes people like you know they burn out. Yeah, as they, the day goes on. Okay, that, that that's that makes me feel better. We need oh, share, people. share. That's how you share. Okay, share um, and just click it, and so it goes on your feed. share to a page. Um, oh, Jesus, not this page. You know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you something about what to focus on. Yes. It's important. Let yes. her finish posting, Bob, and then we're going to take a break. Okay. Well, if you're dealing with addiction, finding treatment is uh, difficult. It's hard to navigate what's out there. The truth is every patient's needs are different and constantly evolving. I've had the pleasure of vetting True Recovery in Orange County. Uh, they realized, of course, that effective care can't be one-size-fits-all because they're reputable and they care about their patients. So, of course, they're going to be highly individualized. They have developed a comprehensive range of treatments that can address all the facets of drug and alcohol addiction. 
and True Recovery's master level clinicians maintain small caseloads, allowing them to truly personalize their care and get involved on a connected level, which is what the key to recovery is. They offer individualized treatment plans from residential to outpatient, and again, always with the holistic approach and focus on accountability. Mm-hmm. As patients become ready, True Recovery offers assistance with life and coping skills, school and vocational coordination, as well as community reintegration support. We hear this all the time where people get recovery but then don't know how to live. They don't know how to get out into the world. Well, True Recovery helps with that. I've spoken with True Recovery's medical director and was impressed with their range of therapeutic modalities and psychiatric services. This experienced team is well-equipped to manage patients at all levels. To request information on how True Recovery can provide you with your personalized care or for that of one of your family members, go to drdrew.com slash true, T-R-U-E. That is drdrew.com slash true, T-R-U-E. We're back. Um, so, so here is what I was going to say is about a year ago, I get this email from this guy. He's like, I want to be a recovery advocate. I'm a, a sports agent. Oh. And, and so I... He comes to L.A. and I'm suspicious and think, like, this guy, there's no way this guy is really who he says he is. So I invite Ryan Hampton. Do you know Ryan? I do know Ryan. So I invite Ryan. I say, there's a sketchy guy who's, you know. And so Darren walks in and he's like, Dennis Rodman this and Magic Johnson this. And he's so nice. And he says, I want you to write my book. And Ryan says, before she does that, can you have Dennis Rodman follow me on Twitter? Okay, and so Darren leaves, and I go, why'd you ask that? And he goes, oh, it's the first way to, to prove someone's full of it. If they can't get someone to follow you on Twitter, right. then they're totally full of it. And he goes, oh, Dennis Rodman's following me on Twitter. And so and so then um, Darren asked me to publish his book, and so Kristen McGinnis – so we do that. That's the publishing part is Kristen McGinnis interviewed him. We we did the book. I you know, got the cover, and the, um, we, we published it. It's a great it. book. It's a great book. It's great. And we did Maybe not Maybe you and know, I should do the Celebrity Rehab book story oh that'd be good anyone do it yes yeah there you go would jai to do it you wouldn't you wouldn't believe what went on behind the scenes can you do that why haven't you already well because i didn't think of it till just now (laughs) i know there's (laughs) such great stories my is watching now you love you love shelly right so shelly is a friend of mine and I, i know we're trying to cast this nurse it was actually described as a nurse yeah and and nurses are you know, boring. Boring. Yeah. yeah. So, so, and Sasha, who it really is based on, wouldn't do it. Right. Right. So I go to lunch with Shelly and her husband. I'm like, oh my God, she would be television gold. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> right? do you want to know something weird? I don't know her. I know the husband. They're, they're not married anymore. Yeah, they're not married he was anymore. my computer IT guy. Oh, you're and kidding. And so from his perspective, he's like, you know, my wife Joel. is going in to meet. And I was like, I know Drew. I love Drew. And so I saw it from that. All right. Yeah, so let's meet with whoever we have to meet with. Yeah, let's and do it. do a couple sessions, probably individually and then together. Yeah. And let's do this thing. Really? Yeah, yeah. 100%. You guys heard it first. Is this better than a contract? Celebrity rehab so, book. Yeah. So does Rodman do follow it. you too now? He does. He does. <laughs> and he retweets me occasionally. And I have this insane picture that we took at Darren's party where he's holding my head like it is a basketball that he's about to <laughs> throw oh, into a basket. You. He's so big. He's quite big. I like him. Um, See, he, now you love him, right? Dennis. I wouldn't go that. That was the only time I've ever met him. Okay. Well, I have the same feeling for Dennis me too, me for too. yeah yeah I could see that yeah. I could they're, see they're that. like lovable fuck up they're human beings yeah, they're I would feel beings. for Dennis yeah. Rodman's ghostwriter if he had one. Oh yeah he probably has of course he's written he, books he's multiple. actually doing yeah, of course, pretty well he, right he's now, a multiple yeah. he multiple gets bored books. when he gets bored he loses focus yeah nothing makes me happier than telling him just repeating to him Dennis Dennis 
There's two words that you, I, are now being discussed in the same sentence. You ever imagine this? No Dennis. Prize. Yeah, Dennis Rodman, Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> how, how crazy is that? Yeah. He, just, he just goes, oh, no, no, no. He's he thinks so that's funny. so funny. But, he but loves yeah, seeing let's do it. Okay, uh, done. Done. Yeah, Should done. we start right now live? Yeah, um, so Shelly. What's the opening? <laughs> so it's the opening Shelley, is. Shelly is. Shelly quits. Shelly quits on day four, I think, and Drew had to walk with her around the park. She locked herself the... in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, we were up for it. You know, me and Drew knew what was going to happen, and Shelly had no idea what was going to happen. We're going to have Bai Ling here later today, so how about when Bai Ling was up on the roof of the... Oh, you can interview her today right away. Do your first interview. (laughs) There you go. You can do Bai Ling. Start right away. I remember I was on the set one day. I didn't know you as well as I do now, and you were doing your KABC show on the set. Yeah, you were doing it in the the trailer. trailer. In the trailer, and I remember we walked in. the saddest moment of my addiction treatment life happened in that room. In that trailer? What happened? Dr. Bloom came back and, and told, told us about you his disease. He had, yeah. yeah. Oh, and Mike he's got six months to live. Oh. I mean, I, I was just so heavy. He walked in and we're on the air and we knew he was going to get tested for cancer. And he just repeated a medical term that's like 17 letters long. And Drew stopped and took his headphones off and went over and. That was heavy. That was heavy. How, however, I have a weird reaction to men. It's always been men that I can think of. Women are already so so hardy, but the, the I've had several physicians who have said something like that to me, like this now, like now it's my turn. I've got about six months, and and they do it with How such heavy is that because doctors do it, know I, the deal. Yeah, and I and right. I they've done they there's like three guys in my head that did it with such grace and dignity that I thought, oh. I hope I can be like that. I hope we all can face things like this that way because it's just the dignity with which they Drew do Drew likes there. to say there's about 3,000 pages of things in his head that he knows he can die of. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh thousands. Can you thousands imagine the burden know, of you that? Had, if you had serious paranoia as opposed to mild paranoia. You, you, <laughs> you know what? This reminds me. I just heard you on a podcast, and it was great because you revealed things I have never heard you like, reveal. what did I say? Jordan Harbinger's podcast. Yes, yes. Talking about wanting to go back to practicing medicine. I well, don't know no. if that was just the mood. You no, were no, in. no. I, I fantasize not by pregnancy, but going back to hosp- hospitalist and, and addiction. Addiction, like like really f- going back, like the way I did it full, full, full time for decades. Um, and I and I I have a future for us that he doesn't know what about. What is it? It's well, there's a hospital in Laguna Beach that became a complete addiction facility. That little South hot, South Coast, yeah, South Coast is an addiction thing that American it Addiction is? Center zone. It is. It's all addiction, wow. and somehow American Addiction Center's oh, stock is plummeting, yeah. and their boards, you know, it's all like it's not a good place to be I, involved with. I though. know, but somehow that could play and be in our hands someday. Just I uh, think stay. I, I mean, getting out of the treatment actual industry was kind. Are you? You're still actively I'm in, in a treatment yeah, center. Yeah, yeah. I got Which, out of it because here's what drove me out of it was. We we by the the end insurance of the insurance industry. Well, it, it was it, the hospital was starting to squeeze us because we were a bad business for them. Right. We, we were it's just, addiction is not good business. It just isn't. And so the, you know they were squeezing us and squeezing us and squeezing us. And you know we were all I was working for free essentially. Right. And, and the three thousand a month. No, I didn't get that even. Oh, you got half that. Yeah, yeah. And, and Can you imagine making millions of dollars for a hospital? They That's stipend them that. And, and so. The, what drove me insane was towards the end of our run, every patient 
was a chronic pain patient on opiates who who come bipolar disorder who come in with 20 out of 10 pain take them off the pain meds 10 days later they don't have pain right and we struggle with them and fight and get them and bring them fast forward fast forward three months doctor puts them back on pain meds right and that happened hundreds maybe a thousand times and i was i can't i can't do and and now i think people understand that's what happened to Jeff Conway. Yeah, and we struggled. That's struggled, workers' struggled. comp you're talking about. Well, some of it was that. Some of it was trying. Some of it was. It was all different kinds. It was just demoralizing for me. I walked into work one day because I'm coming from absence base, and there's this woman sucking on a lollipop, just Fentanyl? wasted out yes, of her course. mind of in the hospital. Yeah. Like, oh, oh she needs that. And I was like, she doesn't look like she needs much right now. <laughs> but, but possibly due to the work that you do and the severity of the opiate epidemic, medical schools are actually going to start educating people a little bit better? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. It's, it's, they had to scare physicians, which they've done. They scared them into better behavior. Yeah. And so now we're better. It's better. But the, the, ones the understanding really of addiction know, is... The ones who really know are the ones on the front lines. You know, like an yeah. entry-level job for a, a GP is emergency rooms. But working in an emergency room the last 10 years in America is just working with drug addicts. Right. But, but they the, develop distorted ideas about it because they're seeing it in an ice pick. They see them just in a moment and they're just a pain that they have to get them out. Right. And it's very difficult to give them a real no, but understanding. When, if they, you they talk they never... to them, the same... Drug addicts come no, every I know, but, three months. But here's what you have to and understand: addiction, you have to see recovery, and you have to see the oh, process. Yeah. They of recovery. never see, and they recovery. never see that. They never right. see it. And so, so let's do this I have, book. Um, who's going to do the audiobook? Who's going to read the audio? Eighteen years sober, by wow, the way. That's incredible. You, Congratulations. Congrats. How long are you? Who's going to read twenty-two? Who's going to read the audio book so, of the celebrity rehab book that we write together? You will read it in unison. No, let's get Cameron Diaz. Oh, <laughs> Who, maybe we well, can get one of the celebrity rehab people. I'd say Sizemore will do it. No, no, Dennis, no. let's get Mac. <laughs> Mac McKenzie. Oh, yeah. should be McKenzie, right? Yeah, should be great. Um, yeah, it's interesting too because coming from traditional publishing and moving into more indie publishing, like we could get that book out in six, six months. I haven't even known Darren a year. And that book is like an international bestseller. And I know. It just we, happens like that. We need to bring this on the heels of that. Amazon yes. leveled the playing field. It really did. Did you know, I'm not to do a shameless name drop, but I was in their wedding. Who My was? childhood friend married Jeff Bezos. And What? I, yeah, I know. Isn't that insane? We were living That's in New York. Crazy. Right after college. She meets this guy and she really likes him. They get married right away. And we go to their wedding, which is in Florida. It's a tiny wedding. And then she's like, you're not going to believe this. He wants to open up bookstore in like Seattle and where everybody feels so bad. This She was my childhood. Who feels bad for her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love this story. And then I am really excellent at almost strategically losing touch with the people I know that become huge. I have, I have a friend, a friend that it, it, everyone he befriended in the 20s became famous. Okay, ha- how about Matt Damon? Yeah, I was like I my college boyfriend. Like, oh, he's he's really talented. He's really talented. I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> and um, He's going to go places. Yeah, and everyone's like, calm down. You're, 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 you're sleeping with him. Your perspective is off. And, um, and, and so I am so good. So my brother who blew off the wedding because he just was like, you know, didn't care. You know, now I can I, uh, yeah, I, I, this is on my Facebook page, whatever. He's all in with them. And, Your and brother is? Yeah. Your brother I, I recently is? was emailing with her and she's lovely and completely Jeff seems like changed. a very interesting dude. He's I think going to change the guy. face of healthcare. I hope so. Oh, now he's in healthcare? Yeah, healthcare. He and Warren Buffett. And, uh, and Chase Bank. 
Is the head it? of Chase Bank. Uh, D- Diamond? Yeah. Jamie Diamond. So it's going to be Chase, Berkshire Hathaway, Amazon. are going to start so. their own healthcare system. I hope so. I mean, if you that, think about the things he has changed yeah, in our yeah, lives. Yeah. Um, and, and that's my new goal is how do you become a visionary? <laughs> it's all over with. No, but I mean about <laughs> anything. No, it is. that. that Anna has Anna Anna has small goals. Small goals. No, but, I become a visionary. I don't, I don't, no, 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 but, but seriously. But in my little world. Well, the not, greatest, the most powerful people, Bezos. That was something that everybody kind of saw as like, ah, oh, that's not that important. Oh. How 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 people yeah. get things Read. to their house. Yeah. Another big mistake that that Bill Gates made was how the server, who the server is, the search engine. So he just basically gave it. To Google. Well, and then, it, and then he just Bezos, gave it to them. He said, "I, I need a thing." You know, and you know these two Bezos, guys were doing it. I just it. saw that. You know, where Bezos. The most powerful of, people are Bezos and Google. You know, where Bezos, not Bill Gates. Right. You know, where Bezos makes most of his money. It's not for Amazon. It's from what? The cloud. He he yeah. owns all the cloud stuff. Did you hear he makes like something like I don't even know like a hundred million dollars a minute? Like it's something. Yeah. It's so insane. Yeah. Yes, I'm in his wedding pictures. Just to be clear, nice. Yeah. That's well, so maybe cool. he can help us with some of the. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe yeah. do a little get algorithm celebrity or something. rehab. Maybe watch the celebrity rehab. Could be. Could we'll be. get him the book. You'd be surprised to watch celebrity rehab. I know Howard Stern helped us. Right. He liked it. He liked it. But you know that thing. Um, I love that we're all into the book. Like where where it's like you. You're, you can't go to that level. I wish I knew somebody, like a lower level Amazon person, like who actually could help. Yeah, right. But, yeah. Um, but I figured out Amazon algorithms. Sorry, Jeff. And so I know how to... Okay, well, don't divulge it now. We're, I'm not going to tell use anybody, but we know how to make so. a book a bestseller. All right, let's and, do it. Got yeah. it done. Yeah, yeah, done yeah. And yeah. Done. Do can't it. wait. Can't yeah. wait. Can't wait. It'll be fun. Um, It'll be fun. Dr. Drew hey, on listen, Howard Stern I, talking about the book helps sell And, and by the way, I haven't, I haven't thought about... Um, our experience, and so it'll be fun to go through it all again. It really will. It really be fun to, to tell the stories, and I, I would like you to interview the patients. How, how do you see it? Just one one thing that's in my mind is Drew started to become me, and I was forced to become him. Really? What? Because he was so upset with the producers and what we that what they wanted him yeah, to do, yeah. and so they we would be in this dressing room together and be like, and I would be saying the things he was saying to me five years That's before, and I, he was just like, I'm not going water skiing. <laughs> <laughs> water skiing? Oh, it's an activity. They wanted us to go snowboarding and everything you can imagine. I know those producers. <laughs> I remember Damien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to go whitewater rafting. And Drew just, his head almost exploded. I, I, my point and I'm the was, one going, hey, guys, let me talk to him for a minute. And I'm being the mister. <laughs> my point was they're, they're sick. Yeah. These people are ill. They, <laughs> We're going to go it, whitewater I'm, rafting. I'm barely clear that I that they're stable enough for this environment. They might need to be in a hospital. And you want to take them and put them in a car? If you remember when they took Sizemore down to that... The soup kitchen. No, no. It was a, a a family treatment center. The county had addiction treatment for women with children. And we went down and we did a bunch. It was with size. It was with. Yeah, the, it was like a county thing. It, but it was a little fair we put on for the kids. I remember Mindy was there and uh, Rodman was there. But they brought Sizemore in in the back of a car. And I had to sit out with him in the car and monitor him because I was so worried about right. him. And I finally forced them to take him home because it was just ridiculous. So that's the kind of stuff where I was responsible for these guys. Took it very seriously. These are not these are not well people. That's all. And that's why it's just so ludicrous that people misunderstood 
Yeah. That. yeah. Well, anyway, um, well, you'll get into it. We'll do. Yeah, it. yeah. That's well, let's save that. This, this is Anna's podcast. Yeah. Anna yeah. She's going to write this book. She needs to know. I. You know what? Know how many people? I think I've interacted with every single person who was ever on that show. I've yeah. interviewed Mac repeatedly. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. Remember, I got sober with Jen Jimenez. A yes. Different show, but still. Um, I didn't know. I did not know that. You I told you a while ago. You have a lot of information. You have all those diseases well, that, that locked in your brain. Yeah. But um, Jen, Jen, and a lot of a lot of the stuff he's told are lies because come from drug addicts. So you exactly. never know what you can right. keep. No, that that yeah. was true. Yeah, and I learn I, when people tell me things about treatment. I kind of push it out of my memory. I just like figure like yeah, you're not supposed to remember. Right. Yeah. So we got sober together. You know, log cabin, early two thousands. Right. So we have a question on went Facebook. Out. Yeah. Uh, from Andy, I'm curious if Anna can discuss her life coaching work and how coaching can inspire millennials to Gen Z to develop the practical life skills needed to change the world. Wow. As many young people want to do and have purpose and meaning in, and also, also and to also do less abstract or emotionally charged things that are necessary to take care of, like the various domains of our lives, such as being responsible with finances, voting, psychiatry, physical and mental health what i'm seeing is that young folks are emotionally oriented to do big things but lack the groundlessness and practicality to do the tangible work that needs to come to be effective people and leaders and servants i'm hiring him as my new writing such change i know and i'm reading it pretty well this coffee is really working he is he is on it i think millennial narcissism even exists in this emotionally child charged social media political and social drama realm and time period and work like life coaching can serve to connect the intangibles young generations ride on with the material and tangible actions and practicalities young it's easy to read because he's good practically these young people need to have and develop and manifest their grand and visionary question for anna Okay. Yeah. This okay, is for Anna. Okay, okay. Couple Remember things. it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, barely. A couple of things. Um, this is what I wanted to say. Well, you know, I don't do life coaching, but I do writing coaching. And the big part of it is it's therapeutic writing. It's yeah. sharing your darkest experiences mm-hmm. to find your light, mm-hmm. hence Light Hustler, because it's through sharing it that you release the shame. Mm-hmm. And then you get all these other people to just be like, oh, I'm not alone with this terrible problem. Um thing about millennials this is what i've really noticed i have had some that have worked for me that have been the typical terrible entitled brilliant but entitled so you can't work with them um and then i've i know some now i'm kind of in a thing where i'm befriending all these people who are like 10 to 15 years younger than me it's maybe a sad sign of middle age but um but they're incredible yeah um, Millennials are incredible. And they are yeah. so motivated and they are so successful and yeah. I'm learning business lessons from them. So it really does seem to be this division. Yeah. And, you know, and, and part of it is growing up in that, like, ri- whatever you call it, the ribbon-giving society where yeah. they were given a ribbon for showing up. Mm. Um, but, where, but, but but this guy is on yes. to something. This is a male or female question. So Andy. Andy. So, well, it could be a female. Uh, and the the idea, though, that they, they want to do big things, they're looking for their ultimate muse – they will not start at step one. They don't know how to do that. Right. And that's what he's looking for, how to practically, you know, you want to change the world, you want to do something substantial, but how do you practically get somebody started? Well, I think there's a lot of um, grunt work that is that is humbling and not humiliating. And but And that you have to put it in because the people that sort of, 
magically, you know, especially these like tech people who seem to yeah. be 24 and multimillionaires, uh-huh. you know, the, the fall There's comes. There's not as many of them. That's a myth. Well, There's it, not a lot of them. Having known some terribly successful people, I will say that, you it's know. a thousand. But that example gets used about millennials. There's a thousand of those guys. Right. right. Or gals. And millions There's a millions. Yeah who don't know the basic fundamentals yes. of things. And I give this example is is yeah, you're going to they all the ones that are good will sign up for the grunt work, but they don't know that the grunt work, how you do the grunt work is how you get to the next but, level. But, but they thousand. don't understand that no, but, and but, they will never get out of the grunt work. Uh, but I, but, I think that's a really good point. Well, now wait a minute. You, is, now I, you're making I two points at once. Hundreds of but what, why won't they get out of the grunt work cuz they don't do it well enough? They don't do it. They don't they don't know how to do things excellently so that it benefits work work smart work for them what i've noticed is they don't see the road ahead yeah so they they, they don't general they don't understand that that if they work excellently as you say at the grunt at the grunt work somebody will notice someday not tomorrow not guaranteed someday they will notice okay do you want to know when my career really changed i stopped working for abusive people what and make you stop for one second bob but is it possible in response to your statement that the economy has been so weird and shitty for the last 20 years that that road doesn't exist anymore. At least they don't see it as something that exists. They don't see exists. it as that. The road so, totally exists. Yeah. And their so, grandmas work at Walmart as greeters right. to subsidize their Medi-Cal. Right. So they don't, they don't see the road, but they don't trust the roads there. And I, to some extent, they're kind of onto something because it's not the same as it used to be where things are growing. And maybe we'll get there soon. When it does, they'll benefit. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Thank, thank you. But, I mean, growing, working for themselves and being independent entrepreneurs, there are more possibilities than ever. Well, they like that. And, and the thing is, what I do think the difference is, is this idea of, it, it sounds so cheesy, of being of service. Like, as soon as you stop thinking about what can I gain and yes. what can I gain and how can I help my boss or help anybody, yes. your career explodes. And one-on-one. One-on-one. When did yours explode? You're well, you're about to tell I'm us. still Sorry. waiting. <laughs> no, but I mean, it mine only exploded in the way that I really thought I had to work for these abusive people. Sizemore being almost the best of the bunch, and I really never I, met Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, ne- I have, but you know, your co-host who has met Harvey, um, your co-host, Lauren, on, Lauren Savannah, she was ABC. a good friend of mine in New York. When we, really? I, yeah, there's so much crossover. Dude, that's I know. So weird. I, I've been to her condo in Miami. She's awesome. Yeah, she is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Lauren Savannah, I do. I do a Radio Day yeah. Radio Show twelve to three. You can find it at kbc.com or doctor.com. Yeah, she so. gave me vibrators for my fortieth birthday. Perfect. Oh, Not, I, that, perfect. I, yeah, I need more. Give me some more stuff <laughs> I can all, use on the radio. That's all I got. This is the best. Um, but I do remember hearing the Harvey story from her back in the day. Yeah, she would tell was... everybody. She didn't withhold it. No, but we all just went, oh god, how weird. Yeah, and then finally. When who was it, Rose McGowan or somebody came up? She went, yeah, yeah, that's that's his move. He did that to me too. Yeah, and that was it. Boom. Yeah. Um, but what, what what were we saying your, about your career exploded? Oh yeah, I'm how, still waiting for my when career. When you're to doing explode. the grunt work, how do you get to the next level? Well, Which is what this guy's question was. Right. Okay, well, I will also say, you know that Jim Rome quote, you are the culmination of the three people you surround yourself with the most. A lot of sort of entrepreneurial types always say that. And I do think you surround yourself with excellence and and, and getting rid of the competitive element mm-hmm. and really just seeing What does that it, mean? What do you mean get rid of it? Well, I, as a formerly massively competitive person that just saw anyone succeeding as her enemy, oh. as soon as I sort of stopped seeing that, and I started That's to realize- That's a chick thing. Until you start going through menopause. <laughs> 
<laughs> After menopause, everybody gets a lot nicer. Yeah, really? Look forward. Yes. To. Okay. Something to look forward <laughs> to. That's good to know. Sorry. Sex may be painful. I'm sure that's not true. No, they can fix that. Can I? Then can they I give testosterone. Can I tell you the most upsetting thing? Have you heard of sex dust? Um, no, but thank you for that. Look it up. Sex testosterone. Dust. Um, I'm starting to get ads on my words with friends saying, "Is sex painful? Menopause is real." And I'm like. Whoever is listening in on my <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? thoughts, I don't want these ones. It is weird. Ones. Yeah, it's weird how they seem to zero in on you and bring stuff up. Yeah, how did you know on. that? But, 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 but I, so no competition. Stop seeing your next door neighbor as a competitor or their coworker as a competitor. That's critical. Yes, right? and see how you can because you'll look petty. In that how can and it backfires? So the it ultimate backfires. people, people. Win-win is always the way to look at things. Like, how can I benefit somebody else and also and drive like, some benefit as well? My friend Joe Polish, who you will love, who I work with a lot, and he's working in recovery, is life gives to the giver and takes from the taker. And yeah. I think that is just – it's a cliche, really? but it's Trump's so true. president of the United States. How there, does that philosophy work? There out? are exceptions. <laughs> but I will say misery is its own hell. That is not a happy man. Like I want to be happy more than I want to be president or successful. That's interesting. That's and, interesting. Well, and I think that's the other thing. I don't is, think happiness crosses his mind. No. Not, right, right. I don't think so. It crosses my mind a lot. Yeah. Oh, and by me. happiness, what do you mean by happiness? It's a great question. Um, I I think it is understanding that nothing outside of me is ever going to fulfill me. That's a cubby thing. But that's a truth. That's a, that, you yeah. heard that from Cubby. I didn't. I've never heard him speak. He, well, no, I did. He was around right when I got. He was sober. right there. You every every Sunday you saw. He him. was at Sundowners a lot. That's right. true. So Cubby, great writer Hubert Selby Jr. was this this. Buddha, Zen you Buddhist of, of 12-step world, right? Okay. He passed away about four years ago. Mm-hmm. He says this thing. I see him speak, and he says this thing. There's nothing that I've realized. What sobriety has really done for me has made me realize that there's nothing I want that I don't already have. Mm. And I was just like two years sober. I'm like, because I want a lot of shit. I don't know, I don't know what that means. So I'm at lunch with him about three weeks later. I go, Cubby, you said something about there's nothing you want that you don't already have. Is that... The feelings involved in attachment? And he goes, no, nah. And I was like, what is it that you're describing? So so do you just realize that it's wholeness or abundance or whatever that you're wanting by getting this gal or this house or that you're talking about? And he goes, no. And I said, well, what is it? And he goes, for you to figure out, Robert. Uh-oh. For you to figure out, Robert. Uh-oh. I love stuff like that. And what did you finally decide? That, Still figuring out. That – that I think we're all chasing our own tail with material wealth, and yeah, it's yeah. family and our children and our friends. The really that important. Matter. So in the fire, and what house that. you live in, you're not going to remember. Well, that, yeah. That's another thing that I learned from another mentor of mine, which is he has this amazing house. And one time I said to him, "What's it like to own this house?" And he goes. I can't think like that. I just think like it was built by this one guy. Then I bought it from this other guy who got it from him. Mm. I'm responsible for it now. And the house itself is the magnificence. Mm. And the house will be owned by somebody else when I'm dead and gone. Wow. That, I started to think it's people that matter. It's who lives in the house that matters. I think America has forgotten that it's who lives in the house that matters. Absolutely agree. The the relationships have become... We we need a new American myth where relationships take center stage. I think. Yes. Um, but let's get back to the millennial, who's the one suffering. No, but because I, let's they don't talk about the next generation. He that, was talking yeah, about yeah. Generation Z or whatever they're called. Well, he asked. About they're that too. way better. Yeah, I think they, they are stopped better. giving the ribbons out. 
think and you're right. seeing the repercussions. The, uh, eight, 17, 18, 19-year-olds are amazing. I think. I, I think. We haven't I really seen them yet. But so how, if you were to coach that kid. Okay. What I, what, if we had to break down his question to one thing, yeah. what was it? Um, let's see here. Kind of running out of time. Okay. But, and we're getting into the good stuff with you. Okay, good. I like that. <laughs> I did want to say one thing about happiness. Yes, please. That I believe it's that Buddhist idea of equanimity, which is that you don't attach to happy, you don't attach to pleasure, and you don't run from pain, and you just try to kind of be in the soup of it. I'm going to print out this this whole kind thing so you can. It's read not a it. biological fact. <laughs> not my thing. It's not your thing. I, I agree. You like I agree. I, no, I think pleasure should not be a major consideration in happiness. I think there's. I think I've said this before. There's hedonic happiness, mm-hmm. which is pleasure, and you were perfectly happy when you were slamming heroin sometimes, right? right? That, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't call that happiness. Right. So for me, happiness is more about... It's a, more about fulfillment. <laughs> fulfillment and living a certain kind of life and right. a good life, a meaningful life and satisfaction, thriving, flourishing, those sorts of things. I'll I tell think, you one thing I think about... that's my view of happiness. Yeah. But to do that stuff... It takes energy. You have to attach to things. You know what I mean? So not attaching to stuff is like, mm, not atta- Not clinging. Okay. Not craving. Sense not of identity. Yeah. Sense of identity Listen, let's put it that. this way. Lots of good lives were not very happy or not very pleasurable a lot of the time. Would Jesus lead a good life? Right. Not very pleasurable a lot of times. Seneca, woman, Seneca, good life? I saw this woman Not very pleasure when they cut his hands off. I saw off. this woman with a Jesus like obviously devout Christian bumper stickers yelling at the uh, parking attendant at Nutsbury Farm the other day. Perfect. It was the craziest thing ever. That's like, I remember at my first <laughs> meeting somebody telling me they, they they keep an AA bumper sticker so that they won't give people the finger while driving because they don't want to be that one example. Good. So good. I pull up Biden and I go, I is that, that lady yelling at you? And she said, yeah, I get it all the time. Okay, so any last website again? Um. To get the to get Party Girl, go to PartyGirlAudio.com. By the way, if you are not an Audible subscriber, it's free. Ooh. And by the way, if people are interested in having Light Hustler write and publish your books, you can go to LightHustlerPublishing.com. We'll, we'll take more books besides yours. I was going to say, Bob and Drew will be there. Yeah, Light Hustler Publishing. Let's international bestsellers. Do, do you have like contracts there and everything? Oh, don't ask like that. Of course we do. Yeah, so we're, we're gonna, super let's, legit. Like legal Zoom. You got legal Zoom <laughs> no, attachment. We got real lawyers. <laughs> Sign us down. up. Sign us up. Yeah. Let's do it. I got okay. my will on legal Zoom. It's all right. All right, buddy. You live, everybody. You live. Bye we'll bye. see you next time. All right, that's about it for this episode of This Life. Check us out at KBC, being uh, Lawrence Vaughn, 790 Midday Live Talk Radio, Monday to Friday. You can also tune in every day live via the magic of the internet at kbc.com. If you miss it, we've made it simple for you to find all the shows at drdrew.com, the Adam and Dr. Drew podcast, the Sync One I Do By Myself, the Dr. Drew podcast, This Life, of course, with Bob Swole Patrol, Mike Cantho at his new health and fitness podcast. You can uh, find us on Twitter at This Life Podcast, at Dr. Drew, Derry W, at Rehab Bob Forrest, and of course, our lovely producer at First Lady of Love. I think I know who that is. If you love this show, please subscribe and tell a friend. We appreciate it when you do. We'd love to hear your feedback as well. Send us a message. Join the email list at drdrew.com, drdrew.com slash contact. You'll also get a weekly uh, email from us on that. Uh, while you're at it, at drdrew.com, please support our sponsors by clicking through the banners. We only advertise products that I can get behind. So thank you for supporting them, those that support us. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.